Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for Easy Come, Easy Go. Unspun. Is that the right song? <laughs> I, was to, re- I was being I'm the piano to, player. I was trying, is that Trudeau? Was that the one he's saying? I can't yes. remember. It was a, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, what a fiasco. What a what a what an outrage or what what a wonderful thing. I'm so confused. What was it? What did you hate it? Did you love it? It's so care. weird. I didn't care. I didn't care what I what really found what I really found interesting, particularly because, you know, I've said many times I like watching the view. Megan McCain's not on the view anymore, but I always found, you know, being able to parse out the political sort of rhetoric that that came into play f- interesting. Um, so I follow her, um, and I saw, I see that she writes a lot of clickbait and then she kind of, you know, comes at people who write clickbait. It's like, mm, okay. All right. Um, so mm-hmm. she wrote about this basically mm-hmm. saying that it's an embarrassment to millions of Canadians. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't, I don't think so. And then the national post ran the daily mail yeah. story mm-hmm. and then she pushed that out there. And I'm like, and that watching the response to that here's why I think it's interesting and why I bring up um, Ms. McCain is that she not long ago wrote a piece about the Finnish prime minister. Remember this when the Finnish prime minister had her, her friend, she was partying. Yeah. And then some of the video of her, she she was supporting that. She said, that's what's wrong with that. She said, leave her alone. She's allowed (laughs) to have a life. Okay. Okay. Hypocrite or, I don't know. What do you, I, I don't know. It's a funeral. I, I, I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of funerals in my life. And generally, one of the things you do is you party a lot, kind of, depending on the person. But generally, there's usually a portion that involves sitting around drinking and talking about things and lo- loosening up. And it's kind of a celebration. Death is one of those things. It's weird. Yeah, it's somber, but also it's a celebration of a person's life. And I'm not saying that he was, well, I mean, the song was obviously reference queen. I mean, you get the reference, right? I mean, seriously, uh, I don't know anybody. If you've never been to a funeral or never been to a wake, which is a whole other ballgame, you don't understand. Or a celebration of life. They're literally called that. You celebrate the life of. And this was not at the funeral this was at the hotel lobby and it was an unbelievable pianist who was a friend and they were sitting and having they were they were having a private moment that somebody videotaped and this is much ado about nothing I agree. I agree. I think, you know, I, and I think I'm, it's interesting. I saw, um, I forget who it was saying Trudeau, uh, you know, I'm not saying I love Trudeau or hate Trudeau, but one of the things he has not done in this entire time, and he's had a lot of crazy things and he's done some stupid things, you know, the whole blackface and all that stuff. He hasn't attacked the media. Uh, no. the way some other leaders have around the world and certainly down the, even Canada. Um, and I, and then, and this was a media person saying this, that this is, an, you know, this something that, uh, that has not, he has not lowered himself to that kind of standard of saying, oh, media are attacking me. I mean, media reported the story. They followed it. The national post did a, you know, Hey, this sucks. And then everybody else was like, this is what's wrong with this. That's good journalism. Hate it. Love it. Whatever. That's the, we get the balance. And, and, uh, and he kind of just let the, let it ride out. And because frankly, it is much ado about nothing. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, I think, come on, is that, is that as good as you got the conservative party and the people? I mean, seriously, come on. And I saw the, 
today about Polyev saying something about somebody posted a journal. He's attacking journalists today, saying they used the word uh, did it, slavery, it, slave, something, something. Uh, about a lame horse, you shoot them. And it's, oh, so journalists want to shoot politicians or something? He's like, oh my God, for God's sakes. Looking for reasons to be yeah. a flashpoint. Let's go back to what was a flashpoint, certainly for the uh, the, the truckers who gathered and occupied uh, Ottawa, mm -hmm. uh, as they did. The, uh, the Their rally cry was against vaccine mandates and travel restrictions and border restrictions. Yeah. And news out now, depending on when you're watching this, but coming soon to a border near you, whether by air or by sea or by land, um, lifting of the vaccine requirement uh, to enter Canada. The Arrive Can app will be uh, basically optional. I don't really know what that means. Um, mm -hmm. And the random testing apparently is going to go Yay. away as well. So my question is, George, what will the freedom rally cry be about? Yeah, I think uh, I, I would imagine they'll, they'll kind of use a, a thing like you can you can't trust this government. Look what they did to us. You know, let's support Polyev. He'll right. he'll ride that one for a while. Um, you know, this government is evil. They t take our freedom away. Don't vote for them. I mean, we're you know, I don't know when the election will be, but it could be as soon as next year, depending on how Trudeau's feeling and how he's polling. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I th I think that's what they'll do. They'll hang their. I mean, look at Trump. He's lasted. <laughs> he keeps. He's saying the same old thing. I mean, it's just what they do. Can we and talk I, about? Can we talk about the great orange one maybe going into an orange jumpsuit? Like, what do you think about what the fraud? Like, no, not in our lifetime, not in his lifetime. So you <laughs> think this lawsuit? That for right. as long as he's alive. And but he'll still be able to run for a, president. Oh, will he? I don't know. I, this guy is a, I spent a lifetime litigating and, and fighting lawyers and using lawyers to fight lawyers. And he's a master at it. I, I feel like it's like this constant tease of this happening and this guy i mean of course based on the actual laws that he broke you'd think uh pretty sure you only else, have to do it uh, you'd only have to do it one time in in inflating your net worth or the value of your assets um you only would have to do that one time and he's got like 200 of them uh okay let's <laughs> i want to go to the the current actual president of the united States, not the past twice impeached yes disgraced president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Joe Biden in his 60 Minutes interview where he said, yeah, pandemic's over. While we still have to deal with it was the rest of the sentence. But people mm -hmm. very much keying in on on Biden saying that the pandemic is is over. Political move? Uh, yes, because he's got to deal with a massive recession and other stuff that's happening in America. You see interest rates skyrocketing, inflation out of control, stock market crashing like crazy. Uh, he's got to find some good news. <laughs> Because right. right now he's going into election time in a few in about a month, and uh, it's not good. He kind of he's his polling is doing great since he gave that ten thousand bucks to all the students. They his polling suddenly jumped up to I think forty nine percent, best it's been since he got elected. But um, this uh, this crash that we're seeing happening in the states, well, and all all Western even in China, it's happening everywhere. We're heading yeah. into a massive worldwide recession. Um, uh, it's a real, and we have this, it's just like the early eighties. <laughs> if you, if you're old enough to remember the early eighties or the early seventies for that matter, where you had double digit inflation and, uh, but the early eighties, we had massive inflation and massive, uh, interest rates. Uh, and it was brutal. If, if 
you if you remember how certainly our parents. I don't know about you. My dad was in real estate, so it was painful few years. Though. I remember with my parents, we uh, our whole family lived in Vancouver, immigrant family, like living within our means for sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. everybody kind of had a spot on the west side of Vancouver, a small you know Vancouver special kind of house. And yeah. my mom and my stepdad got married in. Uh, in 1987, but they moved in together in 1977. So late 70s, all the way to mid to late 80s. So a little taste of both. We moved mm-hmm. to Tawasin because with the interest rates, what they were, our family had to choose, my parents had to choose between home ownership and or family mm-hmm. vacations and such. So we moved out of the city in order to be able to go to Hawaii once a year as a family or go to California, yeah. drive down the coast, whatever. Uh, yeah. Back when homes were, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, the the homes mm-hmm. that are now four million dollars. So now, but so thinking about those interest rates and how the how um, income and earnings haven't ro- risen to the degree that, you know, I would I would argue that it's it's even worse now. And if we see thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, as they saw eighteen percent mortgage rates, eighteen, mm-hmm. yeah, holy. I know. I'm seeing a lot of more, uh, a lot of for sale signs comparatively. Are you seeing? Uh, uh, oh, and I talked to a realtor last night. I was at an event uh, out in uh, Langley, and she was like, mm, "Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> pretty quiet. It's a different." It's oh, quiet. before we get off, sort of the house, property, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about this prior to, but I texted you yesterday, the day before, to say, "Oh." The urban meadow signs are down, and the grass has all been mowed. Uh, what, what? What? What are we going to do about the bees, George? What about the bees, George? They're hibernating. If they're hibernating, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh God, and and <clears throat> you know, uh, it, it's just ridiculous. The the I mean, you're Yale Town. You're in West Side. Um, it, they mowed it and just just killed it, and then there's just weeds everywhere, and it's, it's just awful. A, ugh, it's terrible. It's a mess. It's like Stanley Park with the pine beetle. You go through Stanley Park. I walked through there the other day. It's unbelievable the number of dead trees in there. I am concerned about right? our our urban forest. You know that huge? We called it. I don't know if it's the technical term for the tree, but the monkey tree. You know the one that's oh, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Right, yeah, the, the big one monkey. just yeah. before you're heading across mm-hmm. the bridge on the, the right hand side. What killed that though? Over water. I don't know, but it is done. I'm like, I'm afraid it's going to fall into traffic. Like I, and we used to drive across that bridge my yeah. whole life because we we grew up uh, before moving to Tawas and lived in North Van. And we would, mm-hmm. my mom as a single mother, would be driving to see the grandparents in kits, and that monkey tree would be. We'd all wait for it because we'd pinch monkey tree pinch was a thing we did in our family. I don't know why, <laughs> but it was. It was but your I, version I of punch buggy. The, we did that too. I think it was just everybody wanted to hit or pinch everybody else in the car. <laughs> Padiddle. You play that. Padiddle. Which? Padiddle. 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 It's uh, where you, if a car has one headlight, and so then you basically punch your friend and uh, as you're driving I've, or he's driving. I've never yeah. heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, um, before we move to... to oh, yeah, but uh, you've, been, you've been getting a lot of hate. You, you, get a lot, you know, you brought up the Canadian, you know, the whole uh, anti-vax, anti-whatever the hell they are. I don't know what they are anymore. The freedom fighters, whatever they are. <laughs> I don't know what they are. You, your tweet, by the way, about what's going on in Iran was uh, prescient. I thought it was good. Um, uh, you know, I, but you're getting a lot of hate this week. A lot of hate on Twitter. I got the <laughs> nicest post 
from Professor Peter J. Hotez at Texas mm-hmm. Children's Hospital. Okay, that's the the scientist with the bow tie that kind of looks a little yes. bit like Jack he's on White. CNN all the time, isn't he? CNN, MSNBC, yeah. Fox. He does them all. He's not political. He's actually uh, led a team of of scientists who created the Corby Vax, which is a bivalent vaccine or recumbent vaccine that is shelf stable and easily transported Mm -hmm. and cheap to make. He likes to say if mRNA vaccines are Ferrari or McLaren, he's built a Toyota, but a Toyota that works. And Mm -hmm. so millions and millions and millions of doses of this vaccine are being sent around the world to far flung places to protect more people. And Mm -hmm. one really important note from uh, Professor Hotez is that he gave his team waived the patent. He makes nothing. He makes nothing off of it. He's doing it for the greater good. I love this man. I respect this man. I've known him for six years. We started connecting over measles, mumps, rubella. He's got a daughter with autism. He wrote a book about, it's literally called No Vaccines Did Not Cause Rachel's Autism because he's attacked by the anti-vaxxers. So Dr. Professor Hojas, Dr. Hojas puts this really kind tweet up. I don't need to read it. If you want to see it, go to my Twitter at Jody mm. Vance. Um, but basically is saying nice things about me and that the work I've done over the last three years has saved lives. And I mm. burst into tears when I saw that mm. post. I thought, you know, well, it, it, it's been hard, George. It's been hard. And all of a sudden, you know, I go away, I do something, I come back and I've got all these notifications and and one is a DM from Professor Hotez basically saying, well, it looks like I've stepped into a little bit of a hornet's nest there. I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, don't worry. I was about just it. trying to thank you. He says, <laughs> he was like, yeah, next it's all, you know. yeah, he's like, I'm coming to Vancouver. I'll see you when I'm there. And I'm like, great we'll plan it. I'll take you out for drinks. We'll talk it through. But I go back and of course it's a bunch of people that I've blocked. And so I went back and I had a look. Oh, so you couldn't even see it. I, I could see it. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Why so angry? Why so wrong angry with people? Indeed? What's wrong with people indeed? Just, What's wrong with these men? Because they're men. <laughs> a lot they're of men. Them. Yeah. There's but some, it's there's, not, I, I got some friends that were there, like from Langley that were going at me from high school. Anyways, right. Yeah. You told me about that. I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't understand. If you don't like what I'm saying, why are you amplifying it? Why are you and mm-hmm. this one individual in particular I'm not sure if you saw this guy. He's like, Matt wears a mask, something or other. Apparently, he's a COVID zero. COVID is airborne. His partner sells masks. I'm like, and he's coming at me. He's coming at me, coming at me. And, and I, I'm like, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, stop. And then he DMs me and he's like, you're this and I'm embarrassing oh. myself. And are you threatening me? And I'm like, okay, okay, stop. So I, I went back on the DMs because there was some above his most recent. And wouldn't you know, back in April, same guy was actually mm-hmm. reaching out to me as a public person saying, I can't believe the vitriol you put up with here. And I'm so sorry to see people what? treating you so poorly. I was like, same guy. Did somebody hijack his Twitter account or something? What the heck? No. Weird. And then I did my due diligence, as you do. You call your friend Jessica <laughs> Miller at Mediated Reality and go, who is this person? Because this oh. person's also now reaching out to my places of, of business to try and be like, do you really want this person on your, and I'm oh, like, for God's sakes, I'm self-employed buddy. You, you got a problem with me. You're going to have to talk to the boss. I'm my boss. <laughs> I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it's not anyway, 
it's just so much. Anybody who's doing this, I'm telling you what, George, if it's the last thing I do on this planet, I'm going to change the laws so that people who do this type of thing, it is harassment. Once somebody tells you to stop, that's it. Stop. You yeah. can go say whatever no you want no, out right? there, but mm-hmm. get the hell away from me. And it's a bad look. It's dude. a rule in my house with my kids. When your brother or sister says stop, you stop. That's you the rule. Stop. There's no that's second the time saying stop. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm going to pivot away from this guy, because if you want to do a little due diligence, you'll be shocked at the connection this particular individual has to politics in this province. I'll leave it at that. More to come. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk politics in this province. Let's talk a little bit about the the NDP's uh, leadership race that really looked as though it would be a total cakewalk for David Eby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you What are you seeing happen here? Well, there's there is uh, Angel Angeli um, uh, Appenderay Appenderay. I think Appenderay. Yes. Appenderay. Uh, sorry, I apologize in advance. I did interview her when I was on CKNW, so I probably got it right that time <laughs> when, it, when they give yeah, you, you the when they give you the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, so she's getting a bit of hot water. She got you know some of her volunteers were. Uh, Apparently, uh, you know, there's a video of them saying, "Oh, I'll pay for your membership dues if you if you vote for her." So, and but she and she signed up a lot of people, um, and so there's this is going this is heating up, and she's denying there's anything going on, and so it's really in the hands of either the NDP or uh, Elections BC, I guess. I, I if they give her the boot, which they could, I suppose, then he's back on his own again. So I think we're just waiting for that to play out. I mean, the chances of her winning are, well, it depends on how many people she signed up and if they're legit. You know, that's what this game is. When you're when you're a leadership and there's only two, it's all about membership drives. And, you know, having a robust uh, membership uh, and robust leadership uh, campaign, something the NPA in Vancouver should have done, um, you know, you, you end up, you know, reigniting your your party in a way because people get excited about it if you don't have that it can languish and so i think uh to have some competition at least to get more members uh and get people excited is always a good thing for a political party so uh but it's too bad that this is kind of happening and it's certainly tarnishing you know the process for them and for her Let's talk about the process. Um, a lot of people always ask us, can you talk about Surrey, please? So before we get to Vancouver, let's touch on Surrey just a little bit. I want you to start to inform our listener, our viewer, about knowing their candidate, at least the front runners, because it's a very noisy field. But in Surrey, it's kind of hard to do that now because it's there's only real one, really one certainty, right? Uh, well, I think Doug McCallum, even though we've talked about this, you know, and I think he's very... Uh, uh, his bravado is significant, and you know his 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 stadium concept uh, is, was made a, a mockery of. But uh, the other candidates, I haven't heard a lot from, to be honest. And and the polling that I've seen has has M- McCallum way at the bottom, um, right? Because of, mainly because of the foot incident, um, yeah. And the, and that whole issue is more more than the police force and the, and the SkyTrain. It's the it's a stupid incident at a mall that he whatever uh which is going to court what two days after the election uh so so there's a whole you know there's all these other candidates and they're all kind of they're all sort of similar in a way as far as on this political spectrum they're all kind of center right of center uh yeah it's it's anybody's game Anybody's, anybody's game. game. I think that the way the polling I've seen is put Brenda Locke in the front uh, and the likely winner. But yeah. I think you're four, three weeks away. Uh, you know, anything could happen. 
it's it's like Vancouver, right? You know, you don't. It's not like it's a. In the last election, and we had Kennedy Stewart got fifty two thousand, and 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 Ken Sim got fifty one thousand. They're on like one hundred or whatever. It's like nine hundred vote difference. Uh, and I think that's. I'm gonna seeing be a lot similar, of Ken Sim. I'm seeing a lot of Ken Sim. Yes, I'm seeing bus shelters. Lots of money. Hearing, but he, I'm also hearing, and you can tell me. Let's go through a couple of these here, so sure. you can let because you know better than I, and I think that's what this podcast is all about. I'm going to lay out the spin we're getting. And you're going to unspin it for me. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. So the ABC party, a better city, I think is how it started. ABC, that's Ken Sim, right? He used to be NPA. Now he's ABC. Took his ball and, he's and putting, he went home. He's, well, right. You don't like me anymore. He's putting out lots of press releases with very uh, bread and butter kitchen table issues. Crime, yep. affordability, housing, park board. Yes. Uh, cutting the fat fast tracking small business licenses was the most recent one there's Mm -hmm. some real like but like the headlines really big and then when you read the body of the press release it's like you know we're gonna reduce wait times for small business licenses and then the small print is if we get a majority on council and i'm like oh okay so a vote for one Yeah, it's it's. I'll tell you the the, the approach to uh, um, communication dumping of like, you know ideas and stuff is certainly a, a strategy I would use. Uh, very similar, I would um, you know I, I never I had you know I have millions of ideas of what you can do in Vancouver, and yeah. why not turn those into press releases? So I think, and I know some of the team behind them are people that I worked with, uh, Patrick O'Connor, who worked with us on this show, uh, yeah. is one of Hi, the main people. Yeah. he's one of the main people uh, probably churning out those press releases or coming up with those ideas because he and I spent a lot of time talking about ideas for Vancouver in my seven years in office and, and Patrick uh, getting paid baby I paid him getting too paid. I um, yeah uh, so he uh, so you know that, that's, that approach is, is a good one for as a tactic whether or not media pick up on it but it makes you look like you're you're fresh and you got ideas right how you implement them in politics in an election campaign uh, doesn't always matter but I think it would be nice to know how you're going to do this. I mean, to have a majority is one thing, but actually speeding up bureaucrats is, is yeah. the most unlikely possibility of anything. Um, you know, why don't you get rid of business licenses, frankly? Like, <laughs> what is a business license? I don't even know. I have two of them in my office because we have two companies, three actually. And I'm like, you know, they're, you. yeah, it's, what is they this? They cost money. Pay, 120 bucks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then if you're. So let's flip. Yeah, anyway, so, so, they're, they're, so it's an effective approach. They're certainly from a volume point of view, they've got the communications, the media relations, they're pushing out there with their, their comms. And then they've got the biggest ad budget so far by long shot. They're on every single radio station and, and in on TV and our bus backs and bus, you know, so that's, that helps. And then they're out there door knocking. So other, I, in this race, we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll go to the incumbent who has been literally campaigning on city letterhead for quite some time, but continues to do the, I support that study. I will write a letter about that. Um, There's a, you know, I keep waiting for his campaign to really start, uh, yeah. and uh, I'm surprised that I'm not seeing more advertising from him. Um, maybe I'm not his target demo. I don't know if he's doing it all digitally. Maybe he's doing, you know, I, I've talked about this before, the air game, air war and, and ground game. So an yeah. air war is when you buy ads and you do 
social and media. Uh, ground game is just door knocking, phone calling, get your vote out. Uh, He's phone oh, calling people all over. Outside yeah, I got a call. Actually, I did get a call. Vancouver, but yeah. I got friends like in Surrey and Abbotsford <laughs> yeah. and Delta. They're like screen capping yeah, the the name on the phone ID. Going, uh, does he know I don't live in Vancouver? Uh, what about yeah, those uh, bots? Calling- are accurate. Those bots aren't very. Right. They can be. They're not even. It's based a six zero four number. Right? Yeah, Alberta has the biggest one. Uh, what, what about Colleen Hardwick? Because yeah, so she's, she could I be one she- that could split it, right? Yeah, so she's peaked for sure, uh, I think, unless she starts, you know, they're really trying hard to get some motivation going there. And, uh, I, you know, they've, they've peaked, I think. And I think they'll, she'll, she'll land at, I'd say, 20,000 votes, would be my guess, 20 to 25,000 votes, maybe 30. Um, and, and where do you uh, think Ken Sim would uh, land? Well, I think it depends on the turnout, but I would say that you'll, you'll see a very close numbers as you saw last time. You know, you, MPA's got their guy, uh, Fred Harding, who's, you know, the crime and I don't know what he stands for, crime mainly, mainly and putting uh, Asian names on or Chinese names on your ballot or whatever language, uh, whatever, that seems to be their big issue. They seem so focused on it, on weird things that I, I don't get it, but they'll still get five to 10, he'll still get five to 10,000 votes um, that, you know, those base MPAers just kind of go in and say MPA uh, that yeah. you know, ABC wasn't able to communicate with, but I think Colleen will pull a lot of those too. So uh, I would say that you'll see, you'll see if it was the same turnout, you're going to see similar numbers for Sim and, and, and Stuart, um, if, you know, 50,000 each, and it'll be, It'll be really right. how well Colleen does, what Fred Harding does, and then of course Mark Marison gets ten thousand. Uh, he's pulling from both sides. I think he's there. He's Kennedy Stewart's biggest threat, um, you know. And so, and, uh, and then that's pretty much that's it, isn't it? Did I miss anybody? I'm trying to no, think. that's pretty much it. That's pretty yeah. much it. So I mean, um, if, you had I, to I, yeah. you had to make a prediction uh, yes. earlier. <laughs> Yes, on Coastal Front, it's a, t- a radio. Uh, it's a podcast this guy has, and and uh, uh, and Francis Bula and Mo Amir and me were we we were on it, and uh, it comes out today at, or tomorrow or today. What day is it? Friday, Friday today at noon. Um, and at the end, they made made us bet, a uh, friendly bet on who would uh, what what the literally who okay. the mayor of Vancouver would be, and all and all the candidates. So Francis was like, "Oh my god, I got it." So that's so really kind of <laughs> a selection Francis. of people. Um, yeah. I think it'll be you know I, I, this was recorded a few days ago, but I I think because and uh, ABC is running seven council candidates, they're we've talked about this before where they're watering down their vote uh, by spreading. Spring out that vote now, if, whereas uh, Kennedy Stewart's got six, uh, team has six, um, you know, and I think team's got an alliance with both the Greens and the uh, and, and one city. Um, he doesn't care which one of those wins, but as long as those ones win, so that 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 progressive left wing vote, uh, uh, I think will vote uh, six, all six of the. So my, my my prediction was Kennedy Stewart and all six of his his his. Uh, What's his party All. called? Forward, Forward Vancouver. Yeah, Forward. That's what I predicted. Oh, how four how days can ago. you forget these? Ask me in a week. <laughs> Ask me in a week. Follow along at George underscore. <laughs> give, give him a follow on Twitter. He's an excellent follow on Twitter. George underscore <laughs> Affleck. I'm at Jody Vance on Twitter as well. And uh, one more thing I wanted to say off the back mm-hmm. end of this because we are on Spun Podcast. Uh, this week coming up on the show I do with Linda Steele, Steele and Vance on check. We have Premier John Horgan joining us in studio for 30 minutes. It's basically kind of like an exit interview. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's talking to him about, 
where he's been, not even that. It's sort of where he's been, what he's been through. We're going to talk about the things that maybe don't get covered because it's going to be a longer form, right? We might even do like an after show piece of the puzzle and and just talk to, you know, just John, as he likes to say, just John at the garage sale. Um, So (laughs) we're we're looking. Just John at the garage sale? Didn't you hear his press press conference that he had when he was announcing that he was stepping uh, uh, away? Yeah, no, before oh. the, when he oh, actually okay. announced that he was leaving office this no, fall, yeah. he he had just been on vacation um, where there was quite a kerfuffle about him taking vacation to the East Coast. He went to the Maritimes, but he referenced being there and and wandering with his wife through garage sales and people, you know, kind of sort of recognizing him, but not really. Uh, and he was just John at a garage sale. And he had said, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to forward to being that again mm-hmm. um you know because he he sort of was pulled into being premier um reading a matter of confidence the the story the uh, book that rob shaw and, and richard zussman wrote which i find really fascinating for anybody who's a, a nerd about politics and likes a really well-written story now is a great time to read a matter of confidence to understand mm-hmm the behind the scenes and inner workings of, of certainly um, provincial politics here in this yeah. province. Um, it's, it's, it's a great read. These dudes are excellent at their craft and they take you on a journey. I gobbled that book up. Like I said, <laughs> I'm not typically a political, you know, uh, reader. It's not my first choice when I'm consuming something. And I really found that to be fascinating and I yeah. learned a lot. So I'm looking forward to, I you think. You have him on your show next year, next Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday the 29th mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock on check. Thursdays at 8 following Jeopardy is is where it, when you'll find Steel and Vance. And hopefully one day I'm going to be able to pull you on there, George <laughs> I'm not as handsome as Brad West, though, so, you know. He wow. was pretty great. <laughs> he was, we watched a, a man who was like, oh, he's so cute. He's so yeah, handsome. Yeah, he's very handsome. Right. His, his, oh, so, his wife, oh, no, <laughs> a little bit jealous. <laughs> a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he's a nice guy. And he's very and he's the next mayor of uh, Poco. So Poco, there you go. Thirty seven mayors already acclaimed in this province alone. Thirty seven. Not in Vancouver though. Oh. No. We'll no. keep talking about this and we'll try to get more into about Surrey and some other uh some other communities across the province that we can talk about. Because I'll be live I gotta do my research because I'm gonna be on C T V on election night with Diane Watts. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting with her and I again. Uh no birthday for you. You don't get a birthday. October fifteenth, twenty twenty. That's right. No birthday George's for me. George's birthday. And also watch TV and enjoy me on television <laughs> live. Well, I'll bring Ran- you randomly talking about things. I'm out of control. Ah! Ah! Bye. Bye.